Welcome to the DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Women of Fintech chapter, and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Now, today we are joined by Flavilla Fongang, CEO, brand growth expert, author, international keynote speaker, BBC brand advisor, advisory board, founder of GTA Black Women in Tech, and Tech Brains podcast host. She is here today to share how she walks the talk for inclusion in our sector and what more she wants done. Flavilla, what an introduction. I'm so excited that you are with us today. Me too, Nadia. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this discussion. Thank you so much. So tell us a bit more about who you are and what you do. Well, as you described, it seems like I do a lot of things, but it's not as bad as it sounds. I must say that some of the things that I do doesn't require full-time responsibility, but Really the core of what I do, and people know me that first, is I'm a marketer by nature. But sometimes when you get into a certain role, you realize that you have also have to do more than what your job requires to do. And that's why I launched as well my nonprofit organization. But yes, yeah, so I'm a bar- marketer brand strategist by background with my agency, Freecolors Rule. And this is what we do. We really help technology businesses build great brands people talk and love about so they can scale more effectively. And then in the back of that, working in technology, Realizing the lack of diversity, the lack of women representation, especially for what I can resonate with Black women. I launched GTA Black Women Tech, Global Tech Advocates Black Women in Tech, which became its own success, which is amazing. It's interesting because as, a, as an agency, we sit on the side and look, businesses grow their business, but it's also nice to actually also be an entrepreneur and actually have an agency and grow it as well the same way. And it's brilliant all the work that you're doing. You're making so much impact. So I want the audience to hear about some of that. So tell us some of the impact that you've been making at some of the businesses that you've been partnering with. I think from a commercial point of view, and this is probably me taking my agency hat, as me sitting quite often with a lot of white men, which are both comfortable and being led by a woman, but they don't necessarily realize what is missing when it comes to being inclusive and creating a brand that really resonates with everyone. And I have this conversation with many brands, even very big and established businesses. It's not so easy. It's not because you are very well-known brands that people will choose to work with you if they don't feel that they won't stay when the inclusion is missed because everybody wants to do an exercise around diversity. But what about inclusion? This is probably the most, not it's as important, but it's also very important. So first thing we certainly that I do is always advising, what are you doing about it? And it's good to see that our clients make an effort to really recruit from diverse background. And that's something that I'm really proud of. But also back of that with the work that we do with GTA Black Women in Tech is organizations are being much more intentional about what recruiters choose to work with, intentional about what partnerships they, they, they choose to collaborate with. This is how you do it. It's a brand relationship that you need to build doesn't happen overnight. And again, whether you are well-known or not well-known, there's different type of anxiety. Either I will never put myself forward because such company will never hire me, so I don't apply for it. Or either this company doesn't say that they will make me feel included. They will make me feel that I can be part of their vision. And I really appreciate this difference that you've made in diversity and the inclusion of that diversity, because I think People love to put it all into one one bag and then think that they've done their job and done enough. So it's a brilliant start. It's super important to champion the inclusion in the workplace. How far do you think we've come? Well, I think it's still a long journey. It's a long journey when, you know, again, something the journey towards diversity is, I would say, 
it's only the beginning. When you hire these people, is how do you make sure that they stay? And I think this is a this is something that requires much more commitment because the nature of human the nature of you of humanity is that we don't like friction. We want to be as smooth as possible. And part of inclusion is also having this uncomfortable conversation and discussing with individuals so you can move forward and also listening. I think the most successful companies realize that it's not a one-way system where you do as you're told. It's very much how do I how can I get you feel that you're a part of the business so you can keep you know, working really well and also be feel that you belong to our vision. And I think this is a, 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 we're in a long journey. We're <laughs> getting there, hopefully. But yeah, so and this is why companies do need to do an exercise around. I talk a lot of time. Your brand employer exercise should not be done internally. Should be done with an external company, an agency like ours, who will be able to tell you well. Employees will be able to tell us the truth. Well, they might not be able to tell you the truth. They will tell us, and we keep that that secrecy for us. But then utilize that to them help them move forward. And that's so important to have these external partners to help you discuss and move forward with your business. Mm, yeah, really interesting. Just the process that you go through to get that honesty and that transparency. Tell us your thoughts about making inclusion, about sorting out your own health. Well, what a great question. And I think something, there's an expression that says that before looking into someone else's madness, look into your own. And I think it comes back to that when I come in, when I talk about what do you want to do? Do you want to, there's no way you can be a skills sailor without going to trouble waters. Are you ready to go into those trouble waters to become a skilled sailor? And that comes back to that when you you can look into yourself and having this conversation with your employees and having those appraisal meetings and whatsoever that goes both ways where they're not waiting for you to tell them what to do, but they're embracing it. I think it's so important in so many levels, whatever it is from leadership level, whatever it is from people on the floor, how are you still in touch with reality? And I think sometimes people achieve such a level of success and they just look at their employees as numbers and they don't really see the life that they're changing, the impact that they're making. I was talking to the CMO of Octopus Energy, Deborah. She's so funny. She says, sometimes I like to pick up a phone and be on customer service. So I guess I remember what it is, like what I'm doing is relevant and also talking to those individuals and not being so unreachable and inaccessible. Something when I speak to this good friend of mine, the CEO of Logitech, Bracken, is so much fun. You think, oh my gosh, he's such a humble person. He achieved so much success. I think that humility... And accessibility and openness is a secret to really fix the inclusion within your own house and having people can hold you, employees and a team that can hold you accountable. And thank you for talking us through that because I think it's really easy for someone to say, yeah, yeah, must start within, but you know, how do they start? And just that example of going on to customer service and having that openness and that flexibility, eye-opening, right? Now, you do a lot of NGO work. Please share some of that with us. Yes. I love that things watching that I never that would had so much pleasure, but I really love doing it. I think one of the things that I love, one of my big projects is the Voices in the Shadow book. And it's a book that I launched just because as I was growing my network, I discovered so many black women who were successful and achieved who have, have moved forward in their career, but didn't realize the importance of raising their profile to inspire the next generation. And we know the number of, of women of girls going to STEM has gone down. So we need to the work needs to keep going and moving forward. And uh, so I started two years ago. I'm on my third volume now. So I release one volume every year. And the idea is to distribute those books for the ideas. And the reality is we distribute those books for free to schools and libraries. So we can really ignite 
the hope and the inspiration that has been taken off those kids who told them that you can only do this, or you can only do this, or maybe the preconceived ideas or what it is like to work into technology. And I think that's so important. And then beyond that, as we develop these projects, these books, there's always a great theme. Last year was a beautiful art collection that we created to address dark skin discrimination and colorism. This year, we're creating a, a virtual map where people can discover the stories of Black women, honestly, in technology, were made an impact and was great. And kids can play. And we wanted to really make it a bit like a gameplay so they can really be excited about this. And that's what's so powerful. And uh, I've always been passionate by psychology. And I love that I can use my understanding to really change mindset, to really reignite the hope in a lot of kids out there who probably don't think that it's possible. But also for the kids who are more fortunate to realize that diversity is important. So when they, be, they grow up and become the men, we lead great organization. They always think about diversity first and inclusion. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And inclusion. And thinking about hiring, the age is over for hiring in your own image. So tell us a bit more about that. Oh, I love this question. Do you know something? I was delivering a keynote a while ago to one of the largest tech company, fintech company, actually, I can't say the name. And I remember I was on stage, it was a 360 stage where I could just turn around and, and see each of them. So imagine it. Thank God I was wearing white heels. And I'm looking at literally at this stage and I said, do you realize that the only black person in this room is me? Among all the hundred and I think it was 250 leaders, not 250 leaders, there were three brown people. And the only black, not even a black man was, I was the only black person on stage. And I told them my story, say, I had to leave my corporate job, starting on my own, make success for myself and not come back to inspire you. And do you realize where is the problem? The problem is that you do not see talent within the black community. And we are, we have to become entrepreneur by default. A lot of us succeed and a lot of us also fail. But why does it have to be the only option for us to be successful? And it's so important that are you looking at what the future generation wants and what they want to see is that as leadership who looks like them. If you look at hiring or trying to change diversity, people will look at who is at the top. A number of times, my friends who work with successful lawyers say, there's no point for me to sit in this law firm because all the partners are white men. How can I aspire to be there? So when people think about diversity or inclusion or even equity, which is the last word, which is important, you need to be intentional about your actions. If you want to attract diversity, start from the top, not the bottom. Because then if people can see themselves presented at the top, they're never going to believe that they can aspire. They might come and get some experience and get a name for themselves. You still physically say, well, I'm exes, and then they go and make it somewhere else. But you shouldn't be able to ignore that and really realize that this new generation is very purpose-driven. And if you're unable to change, we become just a dinosaur who die and, and have missed out the opportunity that are available for you to change. So... That's why I say to villagers is that hire people who don't look like you <laughs> and sponsor people who don't look like you. Otherwise, it was still going to be in the same cycle again. And again, it's not to demonize men because a lot of them have great allies and support us, but it's also for them to realize that the power that they hold, we didn't create this issue around diversity, inclusion, and equity, but it's for all of us. It's not a female or black woman problem. It's a human problem because we bring different opportunities to the table and the more diverse your team is the more you are likely to be more successful what a powerful story right you standing up on that stage you saying i'm the only black person in this room i had to leave my job to become an entrepreneur for you then to bring me back to inspire you just the way 
you told that story. This is super powerful. And anyone listening has got to really let that story settle in and really sink into the behaviors that we have within the sector. And this is super, super interesting. So thank you for sharing that. It takes me to my last question. Whenever I introduce these podcasts, I always say we're here today to walk the talk for change. And what I want is for when people are listening, for them to stop listening to the podcast and then go and implement something in their workplaces. So when you think about genuine workplace inclusion, what would you like to see people doing more of? Oh my gosh, there's so many things I would like people to see doing more of. And I think, you know, the discussion around diversity and inclusion and equity is so big and I hope that one day we no longer have to talk about it because it's become a normality, but we're not there yet. And I think it's so important. I think first thing I would like to say is that for from a male, a female and non-binary perspective is to recognize that power and use that power not for the benefit of yourself, but use of the benefit of somebody else. Because I wish more people understood that the more you give, the more you receive. And you've seen people there and as well recognizing that vulnerability is a power and if you use that and with honest conversation with your team, yeah, your employees and so much more, you can achieve so much more. So I think one thing I would like to see is that more people to really think about mentoring, more people to think about sponsoring, put themselves forward for this, but also mentor and sponsor people who don't look like them. I've been lucky that all my, all my mentors have, have been from different backgrounds and I include as well white men and I'm really grateful for their support but yes I would say more able to mentor and support give more opportunities to to the, the young generation out there offer internships offer them apprentices if you can one of the people need a foot inside the real world and if you don't give them that and expect them to graduate with two years experience that's ridiculous <laughs> but you get that so often and test I think one thing that I've always done when I re recruit young graduates is that I put them through a test I want to see their resilience their creativity what is important for my business um, and this is why and this is why my team is so diverse I'm mainly women not intentionally but I think the brand that I created communicate that people will see and say yes I can apply this is a company that will definitely value me and they put themselves forward. And thank you. Like what a wonderful podcast. Like I, I've loved your perspective and I love how you're just helping so many businesses see that there needs to be this change, but also how to do this change. And you've shared so much with today. Thank you so much for joining us on the DEI Discussions podcast series. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>